You're listening to Established, a podcast at Chess Mountain Church. What's up, Established Podcast? It's your host with the most, Kelsey. And I am here. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I'm here today with none other than Brandon Squared. Got a little BB action. What's up? And the Brandon Sloan. Beep, 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 beep. That's me. <laughs> What's up, Sloan? It looks like a sound effect on? for yourself. Somebody's got to be their own fan, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I do know. It's my first time on the podcast. That's not true. It actually. Last yeah, time you yes. were on this podcast, which I think still exists, that episode, you talked about your favorite coffee. That wasn't the established podcast. It was the established podcast. Wow. And uh I thought those that was COVID Do you remember what you said? No. Yeah, it's embarrassing at this point how far we've come. What did he say? I said my favorite was Lavazza. Lavazza. Was <laughs> it Lavazza or uh What's the one that starts with G that we used to drink? Javalia. Javalia. Either one, I wouldn't put in my mouth at this point. <laughs> so, no sponsorship needed. No, spo- not from those companies. No. If you could no. be sponsored by one cup of coffee, one, I'm not even going to go to a single like a company? Roast. Company slash brew. Which one? Wow. It's a big deal. Hmm. Kelsey's a Folgers girl, I think. Oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> out of the metal can. Wow. Straight out of the can. No, I'm wow. more of a Keurig speed. It's quick. Oh, it's quick. I would it's probably, easy. at this point in my life, I would probably go with um, Onyx Coffee Labs, mm. uh, Mexico Cup of Excellence number three. Co is the abbreviation. C-O-E. Cup of Excellence number three. So, listeners, fantastic! Uh, if you want to bless Brandon Ray Sloan, yep. at underscore Brandon Sloan, yep. uh, you can send him a cup of coffee or a bag of coffee, but it's gonna it's gonna cost you a penny. Yep, ten a ounces. pretty one, a ten ounce. It's gonna cost you quite a few shiny pennies. Yep. But, but it's so worth one thing it. you need to know about Brandon Sloan is he is the most bougie person when it comes to coffee some people yeah. would call that a coffee snob but yep. yeah i'm fully okay with that i mean i'll call myself that that's fine walk us through the process of what it looks like to make the best cup of coffee well it depends on what you're brewing but i mean always a pour over in my estimation is the way to go but you can use a v60 you can use a chemex you can there's different ways to do it mm. what are you what's your opinion on people with cure eggs and it's okay to say it. Kelsey has thick skin. <laughs> well, God, <laughs> that's. I mean, it's, it's, it's fine if that's if that's, you know, if that's your jam. That's that's what you like. But I, once you once you try the real thing, mm. you you can't go back. I mean, so there's no there's no possible I, way I you have, can be okay with it anymore. I have tried the real thing. I'm. You're currently drinking that that pour over. That is correct. I will say I yeah, don't but drink it's every day. You know, but I don't drink black coffee at home. Like at home in the Keurig, like I gotta douse that thing with creamer because it's it's rough out there. Mm. But it does the trick for a quick morning. Yeah. See. It, so th- is that kind of like how you treat your spiritual life too? 
Yeah, the you things, live, you, don't, you, live. things <laughs> you don't like, you just add a bunch of stuff to it, add a bunch of fluff to, to make yourself feel better about how it actually tastes. Holy! <laughs> <laughs> or do you want the pure thing? <laughs> if this is how this podcast is about to go. <laughs> it's like Jesus plus something or Jesus plus something. Oh, yeah. Thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get off the coffee thing, real quick, because you are a coffee snob. Yes. But... It's really intriguing. Like, if you go to like a Starbucks with you, what's your go to Starbucks order? Nitro cold brew. But like during the summer. Oh, if I want, if I'm thirsty. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm thirsty, I'm getting a pink drink for sure. Why? What's the reason? What's like, what's the benefit in that? Like, that you've told me about? One, it's so refreshing. And two, once you're done with it, you have all this ice and strawberries in it. And you it's can drink that keeps giving. You can refill it with water, and now you have fruit inf- infused water. <laughs> and the rest of the day, you're reaping the benefits from this one cup of cup of whatever it is. It's not coffee; it doesn't have any caffeine in it, but it tastes really good. So there you go. There's a little bit about. <laughs> it's like one of two things worth getting at Starbucks: oh, the nitro cold brew. It's fair, and the pink drink because they got rid of the cloud. Yeah, that's unfortunate. The caramel cloud was the excellent. cloud used to be pretty good. But it's too sweet, too. Yeah. Sloan will also make probably the best steak that you've ever ate if mm. you give him a chance to grill. So it's a little yeah. bit about Brandon Ray Sloan. Yeah. At underscore Brandon Sloan. Mm-hmm. Give him a follow on the Instagrams. Man. There's a Striving lot of hype that blue check. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently you just pay for it. Oh. Well, that'll never happen. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Let's get us back on track. Yeah. Well... We're excited to have young Sloan joining us on the podcast today because we are in season three of Established with Christian Belief, or not Christian Belief, whoa, Christian Habits. Gosh. Hello. Are you mm. even the podcast host of Not show? today, I don't think I am. Christian Habits, and in week three, we are talking about worship, so who better to bring on as a guest than none other than the worship pastor at the Chestnut Mountain <laughs> <laughs> well, we felt like this was an adequate guest, so Glad here you are. Kels, thanks for having me. It's my it's my privilege. Yeah, my Kels, honor. thanks for having him. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of lot of things going around in this room. I'm sweating a little bit. It's very hot in here. <laughs> also, I feel like I could get just roasted at any second, but yeah. At least good. you didn't have Diablos before you came recording. That's the talk. a good word. That's a good word. <laughs> like someone we know. Hmm. <laughs> Gosh, I love that. Well, I'm sweating. Here we are. We're going to talk about the things that we came here to talk about. Are you good with that? I yes, feel very interested. I'm good. I don't have any more questions. Great. So I have plenty of them. Lucky for you. And my first question is, what is worship? How do we define it? You go first, BB. Uh, worship. <laughs> worship is uh, ascribing worth to something. So it is the overflow of seeing something as valuable, precious, uh, deserving of, of your praise. And so when we think about worship to, uh, to, to God, to Jesus, we, we're seeing him for who he is. And it's the overflow of um, that experience with Christ in our life. And so... I think we limit it a lot to what happens um, either musically or from a stage. 
But in the end of the day, everything when we ascribe worth to Jesus, we're worshiping Him, mm. um, and we're replacing our the value. So Jesus said in in John four, the woman at the well, spirit like worship and spirit and truth, and so these two like correlations of um, by the power of His Spirit and and by the truth of who He is, this is what worship looks like. So yeah, synopsis. That's what it is. Yeah, so, I love that. spirit and truth. Spirit and truth. You wrote a song about that, didn't you, Sloan? <laughs> I guess technically we did. <laughs> in spirit and in truth. I think it's both and, right? Yeah. It's got to be both and. Uh, yeah, I love what you said, BB. It's uh, our worship is our response yeah. to who God is and, and what he's done. Um, when we see worthship so when we see how much how much more valuable and worthy he is than we are then we have a response to make and we have everybody has to give a response to god at some point and that response involves both spirit and truth so i love that because i think there's there's certainly um i think there's two sides of the coin of the coin there's the spirit and that's um you know in uh, it's a little bit on, more on the emotional side of our response to god um it's our it's our attachment like emotionally how we how we grab onto it and then we have the truth and that's kind of separate from our feelings that mm-hmm. is like foundational like that's what we fall back on and so we can and they work hand in hand so like the truth always should reflect uh or should always dictate how we feel you know mm-hmm. and um you know our feelings are the way we feel about that should in in return turn us back to fall more in love with the truth of who god is i mean um, so it's this constant um wheel of drawing close to god and um and becoming true worshipers in spirit and in truth that's good. Do you think it's easy to deceive ourselves in our own worship? Because there is an emotional factor that's playing into it. A hundred percent. It's probably the, probably the easiest thing to, I think today in today's culture to do, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, God gave us music like as a gift. Like everybody's like has emotional attachment to music. Like music just makes you feel things. And so like for me, 90s country is it you know it it just puts me in my happy place it doesn't matter what they're singing about it you know doesn't matter as long as it's you know if sounds like 90s country i'm in like i'm there (laughs) and so like that's that is totally separate from what they're singing about it just makes me feel a certain way and so they could be singing about who knows what and i'm like oh yes i love this so i love this so much (laughs) And so, yeah, it's very, it's, I would, I would say it's very easy to become deceived because music makes us feel things. Um, you know, especially in, in a lot of today's music, like dynamically, um, it's bent towards like this big emotional response Mm -hmm. through music. And while yes, that is necessary a lot of times, sometimes, sometimes it's not, um, you see all through scripture in, in Psalms when King David was like, 
like so upset and like in his own head about this whole God thing. And, um, his response wasn't always like on the mountaintop, like, woohoo, like, you know, it, it was down in the trenches a lot. Yeah. Um, and it can, it can deceive us also like in our communion with God. Right. So, it can deceive us because we get this emotional response. We feel these things when we, when we listen to our favorite worship song or whatever, it can deceive us to like where we actually are in communion with God. Mm -hmm. Um, because we get all these butterflies and this feeling in our stomach. And the reality is we haven't communed with him all week. Yeah. I think this is where we can, like where we have to be careful, especially because I think majority of time in our culture, uh, when we think of worship, we're thinking of music. Right. Yeah. And um, and we like certain songs because they make us feel a certain way. Right. We're, and we we and sometimes we even miss what they're even saying because it just makes the build or yeah. the bridge or it's the key change or whatever it is like hits you perfectly and it's like oh now all of a sudden you're having an emotional experience. But like, I think it's important to know, like when we think of that, when Jesus said, you'll worship me in spirit and truth, it's like by the power of the Holy spirit. And we know, like thinking back on when we talked about what the spirit does, mm-hmm. the spirit points us to Jesus. It's mm-hmm. confirm it. It testifies in my spirit that I'm his. It shows me, it reveals who Jesus is. So truth, like when we sing songs and we're worshiping correctly, the songs that aren't like, cause we, if we're going to be honest, there's worship music out there that is not biblically sound That's right. right? and isn't pointing us to the truth of who Jesus is. So if we were in communion with God and we're walking with Jesus, like the spirit should point to us that, Hey, that's not truth. Yeah. And so I think this is where we have to be careful when like if, if worship just makes you feel good, but does it point you to Jesus, mm-hmm. like into the truth of who Jesus is, then like you're not worshiping Christ. Mm. Like yeah. you might be worshiping self or yeah. experience or yeah. whatever. And so, um, it's a feeling thing. Nineties country, nineties country. <laughs> <laughs> you don't believe in the ideology of nineties country. <laughs> nah. Something about a dog pickup truck and broken a six heart. pack, a broken heart. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, let me ask you this as I'm not, not normally the one that asks questions, but I want to, I, I like this as a worship pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, how important is it? that what we sing like how important is it what the words that we sing it's the most important thing so what uh, does it the, look like for you to to make sure what our congregation is singing is truth yeah so um it's a it's a battle um because a lot of um a lot of popular songs these days that a lot of like well-meaning people and churches lead mm. Um, and not all of them are like totally biblically inaccurate, but some of them are a little misleading, Mm. um, or need a lot of context to like help, to help like explain a little bit. And we just don't have, we got 20 minutes on a Sunday. And if I'm going to sing this song, I'm going to have to take 10 of them to explain to everybody what the heck this means. You know, it's like there, there are better, there are better song choices oftentimes, but I mean, the truth, the truth of the matter is it. We, whenever we're like gathering in corporate worship, we always want to have, we always want to take people on trip 
like through the gospel. Mm. So like we always want to talk about um, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. We always want to talk about um, what he redeemed us from, and we always want to talk about um, what he redeemed us for. And like this whole arc, overarching thing, we want to try to paint the full picture. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's one of my goals is like, if I know Pastor Brian or whoever I'm leading with for the day, I know I trust that they're going to preach the gospel. Yeah. But if they, if something were to happen and like they couldn't preach that day or something, my, my goal would have been that the people have heard the gospel through song. That's good. That's great. Um, before he got up there. And so the, the truth and the words that we sing are everything because that's what, if we're worshiping in spirit and in truth, the truth is what is, is driving us like, like it's our, it's our, it's our, number one foundation it's not going to change our feelings will change but we can always fall back on the truth and so Mm. um we're always gonna try to hone in on the truth of the words that we're singing and then that will that will ultimately i don't want to get off on a tangent about it but that'll truth should drive a response like we can't we can't push for responses and push for emotions and mm. then visit truth later. It's got to be truth first. That's so um, because if, if you sit on a thumbtack, you're going to have a reaction. <laughs> it, it just is what it is. Every time my daughter stubs her toe, she takes off sprinting through the house, like screaming, like, like she's dead. Like it, it's, I, I've never seen anything like every time she stubs her toe, she takes off spraying through the house for like 10 minutes. She, like if you're hurt or something happens, it in like it, it drives a reaction. And that's, mm. that should be the case for us in worship. Like if we, yeah. if we see Jesus for who he is and we like are come to face to face with truth, mm. truth is procre- proclaimed. It should force a reaction out of us. Yeah. Especially if you have the spirit. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think this is where I don't want to go off in the tangents, but maybe That's I will. Yeah. Uh, this is where I feel like we're, if we're not careful as a culture huh, in the church culture in, in America is we think that this experience can only take place in certain rooms right. with certain types of music. Mm-hmm. And the reality is if, um, man, if you're alone in your bedroom and you're confronted with truth, like, it should do something like King. You're talking about King David. King David talked about laying in his bed and meditating on the law mm-hmm. and like being overwhelmed at the law of God by himself. Mm-hmm. And, and then, um, so it's like, uh, this is where, especially in the years of being in student ministry, it's like, Hey, I think there was a danger in sometimes if, if it's just like, this like there's a there's health in um inconsistency right but there's danger in if you only respond when it feels a certain way right yeah because a lot of times truth when i'm confronted with it doesn't make me feel good right mm-hmm. uh because it makes me take a deeper look yeah. but then i then i met with jesus who is saying hey come like come to me yeah and that evokes something in me yeah and um and we talked about it like for me like when I, when I think about Jesus and what he's done on my behalf and who he is, like take me out of the scenario, but what, who Jesus is like, it's hard for me to stand still. Yeah. 
um, it's hard for me like not to get excited about it. Like my, the tone of my voice changes because when I, it's the same reality is when I get excited about when someone gets excited about coffee or he gets excited about steak or Mm -hmm. or he gets to talk about his family, like things are different than if he's talking about something he doesn't care about. Yeah. Like if we talked about the paint color of the walls, like someone's probably not going to get excited about it or I'm not going to get excited about it. But if we talk about, you might, I don't know. (laughs) I'm not. But if I talk about things I'm passionate about and excited about that have personally affected yeah. me, it, yeah. it, everything's different. And the yeah. same should be true in every aspect of your life when you understand these are gifts from God. And um, and it doesn't have to be the, the build of the song that yeah. does that to you. Yeah. I think um, it's important to note that response, when we say this, like the truth, when we are come face to face with it and when it's spoken, when it's read, whatever that whatever it looks like, that response isn't always a when I hear that I sometimes my mind immediately goes to you know like I'm gonna raise my hands or I'm yeah. gonna jump up and down or I'm gonna run I'm gonna go down to the altar during response time because that's what it's called like yeah. <laughs> response time yeah. you know it like a lot of times yes worship does require response mm-hmm. like it that response I, I don't believe that response is is ever like sit still and act like it doesn't affect you. But I I do think that there are other ways that that response is appropriate because you see all through scripture. I mean, the first, I think about the first times uh, scripture references worship is when uh, Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac. Mm. And uh, he said, stay here. Abraham said, stay here while the boy and I go up to the mountain and worship. And so that was Abraham's response, obedience to what God asked him to do. Yeah. Like it does response doesn't always mean like I gotta do this in a church service. Like your response yeah. could be a significant step of obedience in life. Yeah. Um it's not limited to a church service. Although it should carry over in a church yeah. service. Right. Like it should be on full display. That's right. That's right. But it is not limited to that. It should be both and Right. So if worship is something that isn't just limited to when we're in the church building, then what does it look like in our daily lives to have lifestyles of worship? It's not always going to be music, right? But what else does that look like? How should that look as a discipline for us? Hmm. I mean, I I think too, it's as simple as like, it's going to look different for everyone, right? Um, but I think it's as simple as like in the what is, what is the first thing you do in the morning? Because you're giving you're giving uh, what you make a priority first is what you think is worthy, mm. and um, and so for a lot of times that does not look like me making Jesus worthy first in my life. Yeah. Uh, but for me, like when it's practiced, when I practice it the way I want to do it and live it out the way I want to do it. It's like, man, the first thing I want to do is like, thank God for who he is. Thank him that he let me wake up and, um, that I have breath. And so like immediately, like I want to just level myself and go, Hey, like the only reason I have any of this is because of you. Mm-hmm. Like the only reason I have breath in my lungs today, the only reason, and like, and the fact, like it's, uh, I've talked about it before. The idea of like, preaching the gospel to yourself, not because you need to be saved again, but because you need to be reminded. Yeah. Right. Um, we're, we're really quick to forget things. And so, um, 
Yeah, that's what it looks like for me. And then like, uh, I think of First Corinthians ten thirty one. I think it is like, whatever you do, do all things to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to do everything in a worship response thing. So like, if I eat yeah. a good meal, like I want to thank God for it. Like, I want to, and it's not just like thanking Him. Like, hey, thanks God, and then moving on. It's like some like when I acknowledge the joy that I experience, I want to give. Or when I acknowledge that like I'm a I'm a moron that needs saving, and God's <laughs> yeah. done it. Like, yeah. That's a worship response. Worship doesn't yeah. have to be like hyper joy or like hyper sorrow. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like it can be those, but it's also like, it. it's just a like thanking God. So when I'm walking in uh, a spirit of thankfulness is like, mm-hmm. is a discipline. And that for me, like a lot of times that's like, that's work. Yeah. Like I'm, <laughs> I can be very negative. Mm. So I need like, I need to remind myself of this often. Yeah. What's our heart's response to him? Like, yeah. like in, in our everyday life, like what is our, what's our response when something happens? What's our response? Where do we, where do we give credit to? Uh, what is our, what is our motivation? Um, how are we sacrificially living? Yeah. Like when we, like what is our first, what's our first thought when we, when we get that next stimmy? You know, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what's our first thought is like, yes, I can go buy a new dog or is it like, I, I don't know. I, you can get a dog. No, I'm not. I got enough things to take care of. <laughs> By things you mean children. Yes. Okay. Humans. Humans. <laughs> the, what's our, what's our first response? It, uh, you know, is it, uh, there's there's so multifaceted like a lot of it i think in our everyday life outside of corporate gathering is it's what's our heart's posture like what's our how much are we sacrificing and Mm. why are we sacrificing that's good and how much are we giving not finding not just financially but like giving of ourselves giving of our time like how much are we giving and why are we doing it um I also think about Romans chapter 12, like mm. present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Hello, I'm first and foremost at fault for this. It's like, how are you taking care of the body that God gave you? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean you're first and foremost? I'm <laughs> so horrible to my body. <laughs> from Sorry, what I, from we what I about- eat, how much I eat, how little I exercise. <laughs> It's <laughs> like that's a I mean we're laughing cuz it's funny cuz it's true. Yeah. But like at the same at the same time it's like man, I'm so bad at this. We were talking and, about this before we jumped on. Yeah. <laughs> 32 years of treating our bodies pretty poorly is catching up. Yeah. And so I mean that's a part of it. Like yeah. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and blameless. Like there's a physical aspect of that too. Yeah. Um mm. And this is the thing, like, we have to acknowledge we all worship something. Right. Like, everyone is a, is someone that worships. It's just what you're worshiping. That's right. And um, and you can worship yourself and think you love Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, or think you're worshiping Jesus. So I think that's important for us, like, listener, like, if you have time, go read the, the woman at the well in John mm-hmm. 4, like, and see how Jesus confronts this idea of like spirit and truth. And um, because you are not worshiping King Jesus, if it's not grounded in the truth of who he says he is. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we can make up a lot of things of what we think he should be. And um, he's not really interested in what you think he should look like. Mm-hmm. And um, and if you really want to experience like the truth and, and the beauty of who God is, like let like, and this is for us as leaders, like we don't have to make Jesus look more appealing. Right. Like he's, no. he's God. Like yeah. we can't make him better than he is. And so, um, yeah, it's another tangent. No, it's a good tangent. I think that the piece of being a living sacrifice, like we just don't know how to not be about ourselves. Mm. Like I, my phone's squeaking over here. <laughs> the Diablos. <laughs> Darn chair. (laughs) The listener will never know if that was the chair. Was it the chair or was it something else? I swear it was the chair. (laughs) I am pouring sweat though over here. That was awesome. I was pouring sweat before that happened. (laughs) We need an AC unit in the podcast studio. (laughs) Sorry, Kels, where were you going? It's okay. Um, yeah, I, I just think that we're so about ourselves that we don't know mm. how to do the work to deny ourselves. And I don't really think, honestly, a lot of the time that we're super interested in doing the work. Like, it's much easier and more convenient for me if I keep myself on the throne yeah. than mm. it is to do wow. the work to allow the Spirit to chip away at me, like walking through sanctification. Like, there's got to be less of me so there's more room for, mm. <laughs> for the King. But that's hard work. It's hurtful work. Um, And so if I'm worshiping myself or I'm worshiping anything else that isn't Christ and Christ Mm. alone, then, I mean, it's going to always feel better to me in the moment because Hmm. to sacrifice, like you have to lose something. I mean, something has to hurt in order to gain something back. I mean, to live as Christ to die is gain and it's like we don't understand the gain that comes wow from mm. choosing christ because yeah. we're unwilling to to make room to lose that's so good and i find that so much of worship i mean like sloan you said the phrase earlier but like that heart posture and we've talked about heart posture over and over throughout um, the christian habits with bible reading with prayer um, and then with worship just as much like BBU had highlighted it through this particular teaching, but like there is worship that the father deems unacceptable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there is also worship that he sees as acceptable. Yep. And we also hmm. don't want to address that because we think if we're playing the part, especially like in congregational settings, we see it the most, but like if we're playing the part, if we're looking like We've got it. Yeah. I know the right moment to raise my hands because I'm anticipating the beat drop. Hello. <laughs> but it's like I can fake it and I just stamp it with the father's approval. Like that's not the reality at all because mm. he knows my heart. And if yeah. he sees my heart, like I know for a fact he cannot be pleased with that and he wants nothing to do with it. Yeah. So in sight of like, I guess, selfish worship, what is it? mean to worship in a way that is unacceptable to the father like how is that displeasing and how i guess does that kind of sneak in because it's a pretty crafty tool from the enemy Hmm. i think the two passages i use as reference were 
and Amos 6, and then Malachi 1, maybe. Um, but the idea of like God saying, like, I will not, I will not accept your worship. Amos chapter five. Five. And, yeah. um, and, I, and it's like, I have no ear to it. Yeah. Because what was happening is they were offering, they were offering sacrifices that were either blemished or, yeah. uh, un, they were, they were not the the best. And we think of like when God calls us to like give of ourselves, he's calling to give your best. Like a tithe mm-hmm. means first and best. Yeah. And, um, and so like when we think of worship, when worship is like centered around me, and it's centered around, um, making, even making much of me. Like we think of like, we're talking a lot about like congregational worship, but like if you're in worship and you're concerned about what other people think you're doing, yeah. like you're not focused on him. That's right. And so like you're immediately giving your attention to, other people's opinions, other people's thoughts. Uh, what do you look like? How do you sound? And all that kind of stuff. And that's a danger. Hmm. It's like why David could run through the streets and be uh, undignified uh, is because he didn't I care what anyone thought about him. Even more. Yeah. Sing it. It's the 90s right there. Uh, is that 90s or early 2000s? Some may say it's foolishness. You know that song, Kelsey? It's before your time. You have, you got to be kidding me. Sing it a little bit more for the listeners. I will dance, I will sing to be mad for my king. Nothing more to send dreams, passion in my soul. That one? Mm-hmm. I think Great. it's Crowder. It probably is Crowder, early Crowder. Something like that. And so, uh, yeah, that's it's that that's when worship becomes like unpleasing to the Father. Like, uh, he is a jealous God for his attention and not because he needs it, yeah. but because he deserves it and is the only one worthy. And because he wants what's best for us. He wants us to live the life that he's made for us. And so I just think of, I was listening to a sermon this morning and uh, the pastor uh, was talking about, um, he's using the reference of King Louis the Great or the 14th France who's the longest sitting king in France. And at his, he prepared his funeral like this is how i want it to look this is what i want said about myself which is like arrogant mm-hmm. and apparently he was like one of the most arrogant kings ever anyways he wanted his casket to be inlaid and wrapped in gold and he wanted the cer- the church to be this specific lighting and to have one single candle lit and the room would reflect that candle would reflect off the coffin and illuminate the room because he wanted much of himself. And the bishop, when he got up wow. to for the funeral, licked his fingers and extinguished the flame and said mm-hmm. in darkness, only God is great. Which is by far the most epic story ever. <laughs> and you think about that. Though, like I, I was thinking about that story for my life. Like how often, though, do I make my life about like, hey, look at me. And the bishop in that moment is going, no, 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 look at God. Yeah. Only God is worthy of attention. Only God is worthy of greatness. And so I think like if you, if you took that posture into, and how you worship and how you live your life and how you acknowledge Jesus and things like to know, like only he is great. I am not Mm. John the Baptist. I must decrease that he will increase. Right. 
And so that's the heartbeat of worship. If like, if that's the, like, I don't want much made, like who cares what anyone thinks about me? Who cares what anyone says about me? I get to meet with Jesus. Hmm. Like that's, a, that's sufficient. And so unacceptable worship is like when it, when it centers around you hmm. and this, it doesn't just happen in song. Like when you read your Bible, if your Bible reading is centered around, Hey God, I want something from me right. instead of, Hey God, I want to meet with you hmm. or, Hey, I'm praying. Cause God, I need you to do this yeah. and not, Hey God, I want to, I want to <clears throat> grow my intimacy with you. Like, hmm. um, yeah. And so I think uh, that's the idea. Like yeah. we're so easily to like read these stories in scripture of God coming down harsh on these communities and not realizing, Hey, we're, if we're not careful, we live, we're living just like those people. Yeah. Saying, "Hey, God, we we gave you something. Be be pleased with that. Yeah, and sorry that you're not that that's not enough. That's what yeah. you can have. Yeah, I think I think I think that's dead on. And you know, if if it's not costing us anything, yeah, then I would say it's not. And that it does it. Do, I won't. You know, we don't have to say that it's always going to cost like like it did Abraham, like." Mm or potentially Abraham, God <laughs> ultimately stopped him from killing his son. But when he says, I'm going to go kill my son and worship, like, obviously that's a big cost. Yeah. Like that, like not, you know, not everybody's going to be asked to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it should cost us ourselves, Yeah. you know, like less of me, more of him. So like this thing that this worldly thing that brings me pleasure it should cost me yeah. that. Yeah. Um, my fl- the things my flesh wants, it should cost me that. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe financially, it mm-hmm. should cost me something. Um, maybe like if you're if you're younger, like maybe the friend group I hang out with, yeah. like it may cost me. But it's got to cost something. It has to. It can't be a freebie. Yeah. Like that that's not true that's not if you're not willing to give up something that you don't see it as mm. valuable and yeah. so it can't be deemed as acceptable yeah i think yeah i love that because it, it you think of the story of jesus the parable of the treasure like man's wandered yeah. through the field stumbles upon the treasure he goes and sells all that he has and buys this field because he's found something more valuable so he gives everything up yeah because he's found something that's more valuable. And that's, that's a Christian life. Like if, if you, if you don't see Jesus as better than everything else in your life, yeah. you have not met Jesus. Yeah. And I, like, I don't want to be harsh about that, but like, that's the truth. Like, right. man, if Jesus isn't supreme in your life, like he's not ultimate, th- then you haven't met the Jesus of scripture. Yeah. And, and like, cause he's clear, like it's going to cost you something. It might not, you might not have to sell everything you have. It might not, you might not have to leave your friend group, but you will die to yourself. Yeah. And that looks like daily learning how to mm-hmm. die to yourself, like right. denying yourself and choosing Christ. Not because he's, he's out to rob you of something, but because he has more. Yeah. He said that he came that you might have life abundantly. Yeah. And right. so, um, and that, and that's where worship like overflows and every aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, if you, if you are really sold out for Jesus in a room of other believers and deny him in the streets. Yeah. Like, man, 
we have to like check ourselves there. Or if you have to be in a certain place to experience Christ, like yeah, he tells right. us we're the dwelling place, like the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. resides in you. So, um, yeah, and I get it. And a lot of this is like immaturity and not being disciple, but uh, I see a lot of times people go to a concert or they go to a conference and they're one thing mm-hmm. and then they come back to the quote unquote real world yeah. and they look different or act different. Not not different in the way of like different from what they were at the conference or whatever. And it's like, yeah, I think we have to be careful. Yeah. I think hmm. I mean this this dying to self daily, um, so much of it is we we don't come prepared yeah. for worship, whether it's walking into church being prepared or it is beginning my day prepared. We don't we don't take the time to prepare for much of anything. We don't make the time, we don't wait in silence we we're undisciplined which mm-hmm. i mean we've seen it over and over again walking through the habits and worship is so interesting to me because as we've already talked about bible reading and prayer like those are forms of worship and they also provoke response of worship yeah. so it's not exclusively one thing one lane like some of the other ones are and we talked about the way you prepare yourself to pray, to commune with the Father, the way that you prepare yourself, reading, opening the Word, having to beg the Spirit to reveal Himself. I mean, it's no different with worship, whether that's just beginning your day, knowing that idols are everywhere, (laughs) and I have to choose who I'm going to worship and what I'm going to worship today, but it's the same thing when we walk in a church, especially, because that's the easiest place I think to deceive ourselves oh, in our yeah. worship. Um, so, and I'd be curious uh, to hear like, what does it look like for you preparing to worship um, both in your daily life, but also as you're preparing yourself to lead our people and our mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, to, sp- I mean, it's it's kind of a it kind of runs in together a little bit like a, a lot of my personal time bleeds into corporate time yeah. like it just kind of bleeds in a little bit because it's a lot of the times it's doing the same thing my personal time is a little bit different um in how I how I prepare um or how I even engage with God like I'm a lot I'm a lot more um outward in my expression when I'm leading corporately than Mm -hmm. I would be like if I'm just in my room. Um, that's not like a fake thing. It's, it's just that, you know, people are, uh, my response should be appropriate to what we're doing. Right. Mm -hmm. So if we're singing about a lot of times my time in private is like, you know, it's like a, (laughs) a woe is me type things like, God, I'm so sorry. Like I'm not going to be in my bedroom. Like, jumping around like god i'm so sorry i'm horrible you know it's like raising my like ultimately it leads to that right. like you know when we when we gather corporately a lot of times it's a res- 
like we're celebrating God for who he is and what he's done. And ultimately we know we have the, we have victory in Jesus. And so we would, we should celebrate accordingly, uh, corporately. Um, but in preparation to lead worship, honestly, it's just a lot of, a lot of it is spending time on the truth that we're going to be singing about. Um, so it's studying the passages that will be that pastor Brian, whoever's teaching that day, spending time in that, figuring out what, what it is, the, the word is teaching us and what should our response be to that? So should the day be, um, when we gather together, um, should we end like kind of somber because that's in reflective, because that's what the text is leading us to do. Or are we talking about the resurrection? We should end like here and like celebratory, you know, like it's yeah. our response should be according to the truth of the word. Um, that's good. And so I take that, I try to take that journey myself. So, um, you know, whenever I I start with the scripture, the passage, because that's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And I go from there. All right, God, what is it that we need? Like, what is it your people need to sing to you, sing over themselves? How do they need, what do they need song form to respond to this, to go on the journey together? And that's where we start. And so I'll take the journey myself and Love that. uh and sometimes i do a better job during the week and sometimes not so much you know you, you just get busy sometimes but um and then sometimes on sunday i'll realize that you know <laughs> the direction the direction that i thought it was going to take it we did not take and <laughs> so you know we're changing stuff on the fly it's like hey you know this is what I think this is what we need to sing instead. Um, and so, you know, I'll, our prep during the week informs, informs what we do on Sunday, of course. But um, at the same time, you know, things can always change on a Sunday as, as we see sometimes. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just taking the journey. It, it all starts with the word that that's the prep. Um, if we're going to respond, if we're going to have an appropriate response to something, uh, to God, then, you know, we didn't, we didn't know, uh, who it is and what it is we're responding to. Hmm. That's so good that the word is, is the root of it all. And I think we miss that piece so oh, yeah. much because we just love the feeling. I love the feeling for sure. Absolutely. Um, I'm curious. I, I know like we're talking about the Psalms. I think about Job a lot. Um, and the way that he cried out to God, his response mm. to absolute tragedy. And when we think worship more often than not, I know you were talking about like your own time. Like if it's a woe is me, like that's going to demand a different type of response than maybe when I'm celebrating. Yeah. Um, how do we worship when we find ourselves like deep in life's valleys, like obviously hard things in life are going to provoke some type of response from us. And I mean, God wants spirit and truth in our worship. And so he's not looking for us to Mm. manufacture what we think he wants to hear from us. How do we bring sincere worship to God in those really deep places um, that he finds acceptable?
I mean, the <laughs> the the word that comes to my mind is just being surrendered. Yeah. Um I, I think of I think of Jesus's response in the garden. Mm-hmm. And like when his he knew what was coming and he knew what he was about to face and like for Jesus like this is like getting ready to be the worst part of his life on on earth and his response is you know if there's any way out of this like let this cup pass from me but nevertheless not my will but yours be done and so his response of giving (laughs) giving glory back to his father was not my will but your be your will be done and he followed through in obedience Mm. um even unto death and so um i mean that's a hard thing it's a lot easier (laughs) said than done um But yeah, I think I think it's a it, it's a hard it's a hard question. I I think it just comes back to being surrendered, surrendered obedience. Like mm-hmm. that's that's got to be that's got to be the response of worship in in the toughest times. Like even even when things are not going the way we planned and you know everything's falling down around us. It's like this is who God says he is. Like mm. I know his word says this and I know that it's the truth and it's the one thing that's never going to fail. Even when my circumstances fail me and even when things fall through the cracks here, I know he won't fail. And so I'm going to keep trekking on and mm. doing exactly what he's asked me and called me to do. Um, and you see that, I mean, you see that in scripture through ultimately Jesus, but through other hero- heroes of the faith. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, in the the dark places that we we're gonna go through in life, um, the only way like out of it really is worship. And so I've heard stories of like, hey, you're gonna worship your way out of this, and um, and I think that just comes back down to the idea of like, do you see Jesus as like as ultimate, and is he is he king of your life? Is he uh, is he your treasure? And um, and you see this in scripture, like when 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 there's no when there's no other hope, right? When there's nowhere else to place your eyes, when there's nowhere else to place your hope, uh, Jesus is is going to meet you in those places. I think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Like they're literally like confronted with, hey, either burn mm-hmm. or worship me, and they're like, we choose God. Yeah, and then and thrown he, in the furnace. And yeah, and even if even if he doesn't save us, yeah, and he can save us. Which I think, but is, even if he doesn't, yeah. And I love that. Yeah, what a line! Like, and for you, listener, like what, whether no matter what you're going through, like God can redeem it. Mm-hmm. He can remove you from it. But like, what if that was our heart? Like, what if that was the posture of our heart? Even if you don't, God. Mm-hmm. Like you're still good. And so this is where it comes back to the truth. Like how you worship God in spirit and truth is like you remind yourself of the promises of God. Yeah. Like Abraham is confronted with killing his son who he had been promised and longed for. Yeah. And now he for had a long for time. a long time. And now he had. Mm-hmm. 
and was confronted with All give right, him up give him up sacrifice him yeah God can God could redeem it or God could use it and so um, anyways I, I think that's at, where else do you turn where else is there hope mm. um, and even if it doesn't look like you want it to look uh, Psalm 51 broken and trite heart God you do not despise like he wants our brokenness because he's the only one that can mend it. Yeah. He's the only one that can use it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I and I promise you, like in those moments, he meets you. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know how to explain it to you. He just meets you in those places. Mm-hmm. When you come to the end of yourself, that's usually when it's the sweetest experience. Mm-hmm. And so much of worship is just remembrance. Right. Is whether it's singing over myself speaking over myself and my circumstances but the truth of who god is so so much of worship is centered around a right view of god a right understanding of who scripture says that he is but we can't know that apart from our other disciplines we can't know that apart from being in the word and doing the hard work of being disciplined there and then Mm. out of that time out of that place in our heart is where we provoke a response (laughs) a right response to who he is and as we're kind of wrapping our time i would love to hear one piece of encouragement to the listener who's trying to figure out what worship looks like daily maybe they're not musical at all Mm -hmm. Maybe not even a little bit. Like me. Hmm. Great example. What if... It's <laughs> a little too quick to I, confirm that. I just enjoyed that very much. Um, but what what's one way we could encourage a listener to find space, find capacity, whatever it may be, uh, to worship in their daily lives and not just sit around and count down the days till Sunday? <laughs> Can't wait till the music's good again. Yeah. Come on, somebody. Uh, I would say, I would say just, well, number one, I would say start with opening up the word. It's good. And reading it and listening and thanking God for it. Um, that's first and foremost, everyone can do that. Um, I could certainly do it more. You know, I th- <laughs> that's a, that's something I think everyone could use more of. Um, that's first and foremost. And then secondly, I, you could do something as simple as ask the question of, what have I done today that has shown God what he's worth to me? Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, like whether it's looking for somebody to uh, to talk to in the grocery store, maybe to share your story with or... Um, you know, helping out a friend who's hurting or um, serving somebody in some way. Um, just calling or texting somebody he hadn't talked to in a while and just letting them know that, like, hey, you're here. Like, it can be anything like that, but something something that's, like, selfless um, done in in the name of I want this person to know what I think about God. It's good. Um, not something selfless that like, you know, people can look at me and be like, Oh man, that person's so kind. But like, what have I done today? That's, uh, that's a response 
a response to what Jesus did for me. And out of that, I'm, I'm on a mission and I'm like, I'm looking for somebody to serve. I'm Mm -hmm. looking for somebody to tell. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think something as simple as that, like, what what have I done today that would, that would show God what he's worth to me? Mm -hmm. Um, That's good. That's great. Yeah, I echo that. I think it's as simple as just like practicing a, a posture of thankfulness mm-hmm. to God. And it's going to overflow. It's it's just like what we talked about in all the other disciplines. Like you'll it becomes natural like to you when you are confronted with Jesus, but like so to be confronted with him is to practice it, to get yourself in those places. And so uh, and it is a discipline. Yeah. It's something you might have to make yourself do. I'm sure I'm sure when you read these stories of the heroes in our faith like when they're confronted with these like life and death scenarios like they're not always overflowing with just worship yeah and so um, but you place yourself there and you drink from the well of Christ enough and he'll be supreme in your life mm-hmm. yeah that's good and just like the other disciplines that we've we've been walking through and are continuing to walk through, and so much of it's just you got to start. Yep. Can't sit around and wait for the most ideal opportunity or wait till it feels convenient or I'm like really gonna crush it today. But like you, you just got to start somewhere, and you can't just sit around and wait for someone else to cater to you what God has given <laughs> you access to do in your daily relationship with him. It's great. If I'm always coming to church for my fix and it's like, I worship this week. It's like, I've got a really low view of God and I've got a really stupid high view of myself. Mm. And man, so often, like if we're not careful, we can, any of us can find ourselves in that boat, but that dying to self and starting today, but I love that slowing of just, open the word and then go care about someone more than you care about yourself. Yeah. Do us a lot of good. Well, Mm. thank you. Young Sloan, the Brandon squared. Thank you. Thanks Brian for being here. It sounds the same as when you said, thanks Brian last week, but thanks Brian. (laughs) That's all the same. (laughs) That's his name. Brian. Yep. That's great. That's great. Well, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> I'm known by many names. Hmm. Not as many as I am. <laughs> Very true. You're welcome. Thanks, Gills. Do what I can for my fans. So, listener, until next time, get low, move slow, and fix your eyes on Jesus. We love you guys. Bye.